Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, the Tascam is working. So far, it's five, five or four or five days in a row where the desk has gone wrong for some reason. Yesterday, the digging up of the road caused the uh, cut the cables. Uh, we didn't mention at the beginning. So hopefully, with this one's going to go through the desk, we'll see. The problem we've got today is uh, our guest hasn't shown up. That's a, that's a small... <laughs> That's a small matter. That does, that's not that important. I'll just interview some of you. We're trying to find an alternative. Are you gonna, I'm not going to tell you it. I'm just going to fill and see how long I can go uh, before people go, hold on, doesn't he usually have someone else on with him? Uh, so we'll see who we end up with. It's meant to be Brendan Burns. Never liked him. <laughs> I've always been racist. I, thought, I, was, I, thought, I actually thought I'd booked Brendan Burns, the New Zealand MP, and it turns out I've booked Brendan Burns, the unreliable comedian. So... Uh, <laughs> So don't download his comedy show. He might turn up and then we'll be uh, there. <laughs> we'll see. But otherwise we'll have uh, some uh, alternative, hopefully. Uh, or otherwise you're going to be the guest. How do you feel about that? Nervous. Nervous. Well, but, but, like, you're going to do it. It's not like no way. I'm nervous, but I'll give it a crack. We might just go round one, one at a time. Margaret's in, I think, so we could inter interview Margaret about her pr proclivity for young boys. I noticed she was, uh, she was in here already. She's got special, uh, haven't you? You've, been, you've got special access... Is that because you've been knocking off a couple of the barmen? <laughs> so you can scope for, the, scope for the young men as they come in. Margaret's come for a couple of days. She came with a young boy who wasn't related to her. Uh, I mean, not that young, but, you know, not, she didn't have to be imprisoned, but it's still unsavoury. So uh, I... Uh, We'll have a chat about what's been going on. There are lots of gold medals being won. I, I, I genuinely found out. I mean, I thought Stuart Lee was an idiot until uh, to yesterday. <laughs> I genuinely found out the, uh, the underbelly uh, when I was doing my show on uh, Saturday night. There was lots of cheering coming from outside. And I kind of thought, that's a bit weird that there's... I, can't, I didn't quite connect it with the Olympics. And I thought, oh, it must be the Olympics. There must be a screen somewhere. The underbelly have, have TVs of the Olympics in the bar outside the underbelly, which I think is terrible. That's... that's that's awful. I mean, A, it means that, you know, if people, something exciting happens, that cheering is going to come through into the venue, which is made of plastic. And B, if people are coming and going, oh, should we go and see a show? Oh, no, let's watch the Olympics here. It's, it's, it's like they're trying to get people in to have a drink. So I'm quite annoyed about that. Uh, but I'll carry on working for them for the rest of the fringe. Uh, and, uh, but uh, what I quite like about the gold medals is that the, it's like when you're a comedian, photographers always kind of say, oh, pull a funny face or whatever. To, to, you know, what, do you, what are you doing? Oh, do, doing a show about cocks, get your cock out and wave it. <laughs> around that's the kind of thing they do but if you win a gold medal what the photographers obviously all say to you is bite the gold do bite it and prove it's real they do so all there's all these guys biting their gold medals i think uh what i'd do if i won a gold medal which seems increasingly unlikely <laughs> in this olympics uh i uh i'd bite you know the cabris have done those big chocolate real size chocolate ones it'd be really good to take one of those wouldn't it, and just the master minute switch and then bite it and eat the whole thing up <laughs> and eat the foil as well. I mean, that would be a small price to pay. I was going to try and buy one to give us a gift, but they've sold out. It was a very good marketing move by Cadbury's. You can't get them anywhere because everyone's gone, hey, we can pretend we got a gold medal. It's fantastic. Um, but that's what I'm going to But I also was at the gym yesterday. I'm working out. What do you think? Pretty good. Um, and uh, I, I cycled on the cycling machine watching Andy Murray win his gold medal. I cycled for 36 minutes without stopping. So, you know... It is. I think, you know, if there's a... I was wondering if there is an Olympic event of that who can cycle on a cycling machine for the longest time. I reckon I'm in with a pretty good... I can't really see anyone going longer than 36. I reckon I could have done 38 if I needed. I was a bit tired. 
Plus, I was also playing Monopoly on my iPhone at the same time, and I won. I beat the penguin. I was playing the penguin, the Christmas tree. I'm not filling uh, for time. I was playing the Christmas tree. It's, it's not, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with this Monopoly on the iPhone. It's like a, an international one rather than a town one. And then you play against, the pieces are different. So I always play, I'm a soccer ball now, I always play. And I always have the, I hate the penguin. No, and it's not the pa Batman penguin. It's not the penguins in the Antarctic who bum each other. It's, a, it's the penguin. <laughs> but I always make sure he's one of them and he's my nemesis. And I really hate him. Uh, so it's delightful when I, I usually beat him, but sometimes he wins and that hurts. But one day I'm going to actually choose the penguin as my own character but I'm too scared to do it now. So it seems because I hate him so much. That's a little view into my life. Um, and uh, got a lot of time to fill. So, um, and I got a phone call from uh, Barry Criers in town. It's old Barry Cryer, uh, who was a guest on the last series. I'm see if I can get him to come, to come down again. But to be honest, if you talk to him twice, he does tell you the same jokes within that conversation. So I'm not sure we want to... Maybe the best thing is just to go back and listen to that first one again. Uh, and, or I might just put that out as today's one uh, instead. Uh, we'll see. It's kind of like we're getting a sort of lucky dip. Or they're, they're out searching for comedians out in the streets. <laughs> I sort of, I've, the only thing is I've said it, it has to be someone I kind of know a little bit because otherwise it's going to be quite awkward for me to go, so, who are you? Um, tell me all about everything you've done so it's quite exciting uh, trying to find uh, a replacement but, but Barry left me a message and I'm sorry Barry I don't think you'll be listening to this podcast but I haven't rung him back yet but it's, it's all, he left me quite a long message and it's like he's like your dad you know it's like being rung by your dad he's kind of te telling little jokes oh we must meet up it'll be uh, lovely oh look someone's arrived this is fantastic uh, and um, uh, but uh, it's like it's like having a dad that you're allowed to love as well that's the kind of nice thing about Barry <laughs> I'm allowed to say I love Barry Cryer, and I'm, I'm heartened when he rings me up. Well, if my dad rings me up, you know, don't like that, do you? It's annoying, isn't it? I hate my dad. Happy birthday, Dad, by the way. It was his birthday the other day. Uh, so, uh, if you're listening. So I think, um, I think we have got uh, an act to, to uh, come and be interviewed. I can see a, f a flashing. I don't know if that's a, a signal to me, or it's just it's, that's his new headgear, or he's, I think he may have just cycled... Well, you're not cycled, it's light outside, it's not the middle of the night. Uh, it's, uh, are you ready to go, Simon? Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, um, he's like the Brendan Burns who turns up even when he's not invited. <laughs> Will you please welcome the incredible Simon Munnery, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> it's a surprise guest. Uh, hello, Simon Munnery. Hello. How are you doing? You can either take that out, leave that in, whatever you like, however you feel. So you've got a little, uh, you've got a flashing bike light uh, on your head. So I'm an emergency replacement guest. We all wear these. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How have you been? I'm oh, pretty good. Where were you ten minutes ago? Because you said it would take you ten minutes to get to the venue. Uh, I was halfway down Leith Walk. Uh, uh, you know. Have you run here? No. It's not that important. <laughs> I ambled across. Now, if Brendan turns up, what are we going to do? I think we should, we'll ignore him, won't we? I'll, I'll heckle him. You heckle him? <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking, fuck. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Brendan Burns' act? Do you enjoy Well, Brendan? whenever I think of Brendan Burns, I think to myself, Brendan Burns, does he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen his act for a while, but I have actually heckled Brendan. In a, someone, years ago, uh, four or five years ago, I said, oh, there's this special club late at night where you go and heckle the acts. <laughs> you've got to come, you've got to come. So I went there. I was pretty drunk, and uh, so I just heckled Brendan Burns for, for ages. It was, it was really easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like poacher turned gamekeeper. Yeah, it was. I, I what was your best shot at uh, Brendan Burns? 
I can't, I can't remember anything I said. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Oh, fuck, fuck off, you can. Yeah, that so would no, work. Sorry, no, uh, no, so no, I, is it no swearing? No, it's as much swearing as you possibly can manage. You're allowed to say anything you like. Uh, poo, you're on poo, here at the stand poo. after this show. Uh, yeah, slightly delayed you, probably today. You might uh, be. Well, I'll setting you, up will take a while. I'll let you go. I'll let you go a little bit early. I'll, we'll get Mary on a bit earlier, and then I'll just you. I'll fill at the end on my own. It'll mm. be fine. You know, this is what the Edinburgh Fringe is all about. Yeah. Comedians being unreliable twats. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, what is what's your show this year? Because you've done. I'm doing two shows. All right. Well, three, but two, uh, two different shows. Well. <laughs> I've just done two. That's why I'm retired. Okay. I'm doing my conceptual restaurant, La Concepta, which is oh, yes. uh, Gayfield Square, just down Leith Walk. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's like a sketch. Uh, well, it's a 35-minute show for eight people at a time. So it's a restaurant with no food. Um, <laughs> that's the... Uh, all, and the, the tagline, as the maitre d'. I play, I play the maitre d', the chef, the waiter, and the trainee. With very slight costume changes. This is this is just something else. The uh, the, uh, the light that you the, have attached around your head is like a bike light with just one kind of red light flashing, but it's not. The strap isn't big enough to fit on your head, so you uh, keep. It, uh, just for the people, I mean, he's pushing it up his forehead, and then it slides uh, down the slight glisten uh, of sweat I, I onto the top of his glasses. I imagine it looks hilarious. It look, does uh, look hilarious. I, I'm surprised I, the audience aren't laughing more. I, are they? I only wish I could see it. <laughs> We'll take a photo later and show it to you. Thank you. Well, actually, I might, I'll take it up. No, I'll leave no, it there. Leave it's it on. Right. It's good. It's good. Um, to, to yeah, so the, the, the tagline to my uh, restaurant is, all the rigmarole of oat cuisine without the shame of eating. <laughs> and so it's a restaurant with no food but art on plates. Right. And my, that's one show, and that's uh, so it's sold out. You can't come. Oh. Uh, no, no, it's sold out for the last first two weeks, but I think it's, uh, it's only eight people at a time. ka yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I do it twice. I do it at 10 past 12 and 10 past 1. And it's been going really well. Uh, and I've got a new innovation. I've got an Australian. The chef's Australian. Right. And I think of Brennan Burns, what I'm doing. I go, fuck, and fuck, and fuck, <laughs> And I've got uh, two foot pumps attached to Blundstones, which are Australian work boots. Yeah. And I call them total work boots. So they've got foot pumps attached. So you can't, every time you move, you go, and they both go to a tube which goes up my back to uh, a, a chef's hat that just keeps expanding <laughs> and, f- and it gives you a, it gives you a certain gait yes. uh, which I imagine is Australian kind of, oh, <laughs> so can people come along and view this from afar or is it secret locations that's right it's a uh, white uh, white space gallery on Gaver Square, but right. you, you've got to book, book in advance. We yeah. get people turning up and say, Can we come in? No, because it's at eight. Room. Oh, I play the bouncer as well, that's fun. I've got a big <laughs> boxing glove and I just stand outside going, You can't come down, your name's not coming in. No, <laughs> you can't. Oh, poor fuck it. Uh, it's just punching the air. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of but exercise. But it seems that in your show this I've, I haven't seen the show yet this year. I've seen you setting up for the show this year. Yeah, I'm seems sure you have, yes. Incredibly you... complicated. It, it, it is. There's a lot of props. <laughs> Well, the, the, the show I'm doing here, uh, directly after this, um, d- do stay for it, but actually get out and then come back in. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Feilmacher, and uh, f- I, I'm not on the stage, I sit over there, and um, project my face onto stage using a video projector and a camera, and also I've got a sort of lighting rig where I can light myself or the table in front of me, and I've got a half-silvered mirror, so you can either see the table or my face. So I speak... It's a kind of rudimentary form of TV... Um, and the, the amazing thing is, it does work. Uh, it, it's funny, but it, uh, I just think it's a whole. So it's a, I'm exploring it. It's quite. I'm quite a, lot, a lot of comics are doing that whole thing this. Are this they? Year. No, they're not. No. That's why. A lot of the expanding chef's hat. A lot of. I've seen that. A lot of expanding chef's hat. I'm taking it. It's got too. It's got too so, much. Save the battery. See. <laughs> uh, you know, it might be an emergency later. 
for all... sci-fi fans, it was a bit like a Cylon had come into the room, wasn't it? So there was a one sort of a very rubbish Cylon <laughs> with one <laughs> flashing oh, light. Oh, a man's come to take. Jerry's come to take the just, uh, thing. Well, that's the mate. You got like a man who comes and takes your props yeah, away from you. I he saw it, this. I thought it was you. So you've been up to Edinburgh many, many times. Many, many times. Wait, how many fringes is this? Because usually I win at Top Trumps, but I think you might beat me. At top I think it's twenty-six. <laughs> So if you come up every I year... I get the feeling I shouldn't come again. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm sort of feeling I'm getting to that stage where I'm no. thinking maybe it's time to stop. I can't think of what else to do in August. I know, it's hard. It You've got hard. a family could go on holiday, go to the, like, the beach with your kids. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I always get that feeling uh, at the beginning of September, I go, I've just wasted another summer. <laughs> Not wasted, but like I spent the whole of June, July getting ready for August and then... August, you don't really notice it because you're just doing shows, shows, and you know. Also, you're in Edinburgh, so you just get a little patch of sun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so um, I'm trying to do my uh, Edinburgh. Do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the dampness of the sauna, but dislike the excessive warmth? <laughs> Visit Edinburgh in August, home of lateral rain. <laughs> That's That's very true. So if you actually go to the White Belly, where I used to do my shows, it is like an actual living sauna in there, especially if it's been raining. It gets very, very hot in that room. Oh, is it and then, so it's hot enough. For, and then if people come in wet, they just you get this sort of... <laughs> it generally, generally turns into a sauna. They, they, it evaporates into the oh. ceiling, and then like little drips come down. Microclimate. Yeah, and it, you know, people were... The last time I was playing there, once the room's full, people start pretty much passing out. You know, you sort of, I, start, I thought, I can't really play this room again because my audience are getting a bit too old to risk putting them in this environment. This is actually extreme. People may die inside this. So... <laughs> Yeah, mm, dear. Mm. So, um, <laughs> how many have you done? Uh, I've done this is my twenty-first Edinburgh. So oh you right. must have come up. If you've done every, if you done Secretly. every single one, <laughs> you've done, if you've done every single one since nineteen eighty-seven, or did you come yeah, up before nineteen? I missed one. Right. Uh, I came before eighty-seven. I think. Uh, hold on. I, I first came when I was nineteen. Hold on. Yeah. You, how do you do that quicker than me? Because I'm just a math. I'm a mathematical genius. You must no, know. You're a mathematical genius. I am. I've, yeah. I've proved Pythagoras' theorem. Have you? A bit late now. <laughs> 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 yeah. I invented the wheel this morning. <laughs> uh, this afternoon I shall do it again. And then tomorrow, the bicycle. <laughs> yes. No, but it's, it's John Hegley, in fact, says, isn't Pythagoras' theorem amazing? I thought, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? You know, the, the hypotenuse squared is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I used to know a bit about maths. So probably I could have proved that, couldn't I, about 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh, anyway, I just started obsessing me, and it took me ages, but I, I have proved it. Well, I, I did to too. my own satisfaction. You were very—I mean, you were like top of the country in all your A levels, weren't you? Or I did. I did. Oh, yeah, I did uh, very well in the S levels as well. Yeah, extremely intelligent man. I yes. did two maths A levels, and I wasn't very good, but I managed to kind of scrape my way through. But mm. I can now not remember anything. I can barely do simple subtraction and addition. So I surprised myself with that. I certainly can't do calculus anymore. I can't no. do any of these things. Integra did, no. did you do it at university maths? Not really. Right. I did, it was a bit of I did science, so yeah. it was a, there was a bit of maths involved. But I didn't do anything at university, to be honest. I went, <laughs> went a bit mad. You were up in Edinburgh all the time oh, doing, <laughs> doing the show. You yeah. went a bit mad then, but now do you consider I'm yourself... I'm sane now. You're sane now with your <laughs> chef's expanding chef's hat. Because mm. it can be difficult being... Very, you're very clever, and I, I've, I know a lot... In fact, you uh, and I share... You're very clever. No, I'm, no, no, you're super... <laughs> you're I'm, clever. No, I'm not. I'm not clever. How's it enough. feel? Yeah, I'm not that... I'm quite <laughs> clever, but I'm not sort of... 
painfully kind of supernaturally clever that it sort of starts the world starts to fall apart like, my brother, like me like you <laughs> my brother Steve Cheek who well, you know the supernaturally very, clever very very clever think uh, a lot about stuff and that you, can actually you think you're just clever enough I just yeah. think I'm normally clever I hate scum like you <laughs> <laughs> I'm clever yeah, yeah. enough to pass some exams so what, what the gypsies have a saying when you point three fingers point the other way yeah. so we when any, actually when anyone says anything about someone like, well, he's an arrogant bastard yeah. I think Oh, what about you? It's always you always look at the person they're pointing at. Always, you should always look at the person. Like generally, whenever someone I don't like something about someone, you think about it for a second. Oh no, that's actually what I don't like about myself. You know, like oh, an arrogant bastard. Uh, that's me. Good beat. So you're, so you're very very clever. But we did. Um, we, I met you. I met you years ago. I don't know if we talked about that. We met. We talked last year. On this we, we show. Did. do you remember? I can't remember yeah, what we talked we, about. Was it you? Yeah, I can't remember what we talked about. But we, uh, we, I've known you for a long time, even before yeah. then, because you were when, well, about that same time, because I did comedy at school, uh, did sketch comedy with Steve Cheek, who then went to university with you, and you did God and Jesus with him. So That's it's right. this kind of odd little connection we have. And now here we are. Together. And now here we are. We we'd never done a double act together though. Maybe Except that's, last year, at well, this very well, time. That was a conversation. And as it is now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still saying we haven't done a double act. I we haven't, no. I don't think this counts. Maybe we that, should do that next year. It's quite good. Uh, not a double act. <laughs> yeah. We're not a double act. <laughs> this thing, I've, ne- I've only tried it once. Well, I, I tried it. I described it. It's like a tale of two compares. Right? This is a double act. Yeah. Right? Uh, two compares. So two people come onto the stage at the same time. One's got a mic on a string, like a mic on a cable. The other one's got the radio mic. The radio mic one gets to the front. But the one with the mic on the string has just he's caught short and because the string's too short, he's been tricked and he falls over. And the, the first one goes, uh, oh, "Good evening, I'm your compere." And then he goes, "Oh, you know, I'm the compere." <laughs> and he goes, no, no, <laughs> uh, "I don't think you are." You, you know, well, who says who? Says the running order. And he goes, "What running order?" This one. And he gets out a little bit of paper. And he goes, "Call that a running order?" And he brings out the other one. Brings out a massive gold shiny <laughs> thing. With, and he says, "Well, all right, it's a running order, but it's not. It's not accurate. What do you mean it's not accurate? <laughs> well, apart from the issue of compare, look, it says first on's Billy Connolly. He goes, he's, he's, he's not here. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's backstage getting the gear on. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't do that anymore. Yes, he does. He's doing it again now. You know, those, those shoes and that. <laughs> and." Uh, and the bit I really wanted to do, which was just to come on and do not a parody of Billy Connolly, but a sort of, anyway, I just come and go, hey, 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 you know, we job here. No, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do, pew, 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 that's the show I, you're not doing. You've just given right. a show. You've just uh, you've just uh, given a show that drinks, you're not doing. You're drinks drinks for you. <laughs> no, it just that's it's, amazing. Uh, it's, uh, I, made, I cried laughing while uh, while trying to write it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's enough, isn't it? But it's sort of like that's like a play, though. It's, I mean, I suppose your stuff is you do these theatrical and cabaret kind of mixed together. It's like it's sort of throwback to something. That maybe never existed. I don't know. It's, it's sort of like it's like that nineteen eighties. I put that on a poster. Yeah. A throwback <laughs> to something that never existed. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Oh wow. But, you know, it is it's a future that might not have happened. <laughs> No one's doing anything quite like you are, are they, really? Good. No, it is good. Well, no. That is unusual. On the other hand, one day I could franchise myself, couldn't I? A lot of people doing something quite like what I do. I don't know if they could. Well, you did Club Z, which a book's just come out about Club Z, Club Zarathustra, which was this 1990s sketch show with people like Stuart Lee and Rick Thomas and Kevin Eldon, the actor Kevin Eldon, uh, (laughs) and uh, uh, just sort of, again, sort of fairly surreal and uh, a, a, a kind of. Uh, answer to the well, uh, uh, 
what am I trying to say, Simon? That's not my job, is it? I just do this until the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And what's the longest time anyone's ever gone a sign of... Without actually getting to what they want to say. I think the record was set in Parliament. Good It's not an antidote to the... But, you know, it's a challenge against the... what. Uh, the 1990 stand up comedy. 1990 stand up comedy was fairly bland and crappy. All of it. Yeah. Good. Really, pretty much. If you are prone to generalisations, make them uh, sweeping. Yeah, and then Club Z was quite a different. Uh, it was different from that. Yeah. Well, the people used to come up, up to me after, after Club Z and go, uh, "Oh, I just I saw your show. It's, it's brilliant. You're a genius." And I'd say, um, "What do you think about the ending? What do you think about the ending?" And they go. Uh, I didn't stay that long. <laughs> <laughs> the ending was quite... Uh, what, we did it twice, but the, what, when you had a massive inflatable penis <laughs> swaying over the crowd. <laughs> Obviously, people didn't stay for that. But uh, <laughs> And you had an anti-heckling device. Oh, the anti-heckling. Which was fairly full-on. A self in, self-knowledge impregnator. Oh, took six men to carry it. Right? <laughs> It's called the self-knowledge. I longed for someone to heckle. Right? And sometimes they, would, they didn't. But, not, but by the time people knew about it, people would heckle deliberately so they could, it could be done to them. But basically, I was this high, high status, uh, the league character, and someone would heckle or something. We'd get them to heckle. And I'd go, right, activate the self-knowledge impregnator. And a siren would go off and the lights would go out and six of us would... Cat- well, six, not me, I was just directing it. Six people would cut this massive box, eight foot long and four foot wide uh, box... And in the back of this box was a professional mains electricity camera flash, a massive one. And then the, in front of that, about four foot in front of it, was a piece of wood with the word cunt cut out of it. <laughs> and then in front of that was a very thin layer of gauze. Right? So you couldn't see the word cunt. And the lights would go out. And it would be brought over and placed directly in front of the heckler. Right? And i go, are you aware of what you are? And, and they go, no. And then we go, poof, and fire it. And it would burn the word cunt into their retina. Uh, it was worth it. I think you should have that with you everywhere you go. That would be. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm. Did you ever test? Did you ever do anything medically to check that it was fine to do that? Did you or did you just let's well, roll yes, with it? Yes, I did a very thorough medical te- test. I uh, did it on myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, I went, oh, oh blimey! Because I remember it being. I don't know if you ever did it directly to me, but I remember it being affected by. I probably did do it directly to me. It's I rem- ten minutes it was, it was of going all. Oh, there was a point oh, where you thought I'm never going to be able to see again. <laughs> Without <laughs> the word cunt in both both eyes. So there's a new Probably. book out by Robert Ringham about Club Z. Did you have right. anything to do with that? Did he, uh, he interviewed me for now, yeah. And, uh, I couldn't remember anything because uh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I read it, yeah, and I thought, yeah, oh, I started remembering other things then. But yes, it was quite an interesting book. Quite. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, uh, again, it's from Go Faster Stripey, by the way. Sponsor this podcast with the, for nothing. They don't give me anything in return. They give me some what free DVDs. Sponsor- uh, well, because I, I got offered, like, some people started offering me money to to sponsor the podcast. Because, but I think, oh. like, companies and stuff, a oh, couple right. of them. What sort of companies? Uh, well, Purple Ron. I mean, if I say, then they've won, haven't oh, they? Yeah, they yeah. Have <laughs> Purple Ronnie. I don't... The car, those cards about farting and stuff. They oh, wanted right. to sponsor it. And some... And some American web hosting thing. I couldn't work out what it was at all. I just thought, this is kind of odd. They wanted, they were, they were, they were said, oh, we'll give you 50p every time you mention us. I said, but that's no good, because uh, no, everyone who comes and da- downloads the thing. I said, well, no one was going to do that, so that's useless. And then they started offering me money, and I just stopped replying to them. Because I felt uncomfortable about weird. being paid money for doing You for feel doing uncomfortable this. being paid for doing I feel uncomfortable about being paid for doing this. It seems wrong to be paid did, for... Did you people buy tickets? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with people... <laughs> 
paying a small amount of money to witness this right. thing and then me getting a small amount of that money. Well, not actually, here we're at the stand to get a mm-hmm. fair proportion mm-hmm. of the money. Uh, but... Uh, but I decided in the end I'd just rather have something I liked sponsor the podcast. So right. I thought Go Faster Strike would be good. Yeah, they, that's they're nice. Given, look, they're given sort of free. I wonder if I, I didn't bring. Well, that's what you mentioned. We say Go Faster Strike quite a lot. You can win Norman Lovett if you come down. You can win a Norman Lovett Ooh, DVD nice. today. Just like, and, uh, have you seen his things, things he does with the plastic bag? It's beautiful. <gasps> oh yes, yes. Norman Lovett. I don't know if it's in that. I haven't I seen know. that DVD. But let's see if it's on. Look, the he's back. great, Norman Lovett. I haven't yeah. seen that either. Yes, he does. Look, I think it's, so, it's that, that's it, isn't it? Oh, yes. Is that all he does? Because that's, yes. that's the one picture on the back of the head. Have you seen anything he does with the plastic bag? It's an hour of that. No, I'm sure he does other stuff. I'm sure he does other, sure other, he does other stuff. He was Holly in uh, Red Dwarf. God, we we all were at one point. Know, You're too young to even know what Red Dwarf is. Do you know what Red Dwarf is? You make me... I don't think you can go... Like, that's a sin of some sort. Margaret... These two are pretty young, Danny and Margaret. He doesn't know what Red Dwarf is. You could teach him. <laughs> I think Margaret might have a different idea what a Red Dwarf is. That's my... You're making up your own jokes now. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, go, to, go and buy some stuff. From you. Your DVDs are there, aren't they? You've got a couple of DVDs there. You've got, uh, one, yesterday I gave two. away your, your... Is it a CD with Kevin the, Eldon? The, the, uh, oh, see, Kevin Eldon Mr. CD. Bartlett and... Mr. Willis. Yeah. Mr. Willis, yes. So go and get all those things. It's very good. And you can buy the book all about Club Z, find out about an obscure sketch show that nearly got on TV and then didn't get on TV. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel? Like... Well, I remember this one time I was, getting on, I was on the 73 bus... Uh, going somewhere and thinking, I've got a quarter of a million pounds to spend on hats. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone else has a similar story on this bus. <laughs> I, did, I wish I'd just told, told excuse me, do you know I've got a quarter of a million pounds? Been, I didn't have the money, but it, it was, you know, a budget for things, but you know, budget's taken up and you don't get anything. It, yeah, it didn't. It was, I was a bit disappointed that nothing happened. It was, it was amazing. Is that, does, the, does, the, does the pilot exist still, presumably, in some form? Have you, ever put, have you ever put it out somewhere? No, go faster, strike, put it out. Maybe. They, you can yeah. make that quarter of a million pounds back <laughs> very, very gradually. Yeah. I remember there was, a thing, there was a thing where you had a hat that grew and grew. Oh, like that's a top hat. Yeah, the hat was one with a, I used to blow into a tube, yeah. which would inflate a balloon on top of in the hat. Right. And it was a top hat with a, a white flash at the, fr- the front. But as it expanded and, and rose... The white flash went up, revealing a round white circle underneath it, making an explanation, explana- an ex- explanation mark. An which is a, make it's an a new mark. No one has actually done it. An ex- what would that be? An ex- explanation mark? I think we need one. <laughs> I, think, I tell you what, Twitter needs a fucking explanation mark. That's, that's for sure. It, <laughs> Just it? a mark that says this is a joke, or this is, this is not right. meant to be taken seriously, or this is meant to be taken seriously. Well, why not disregard it all as not serious? Well, because sometimes the brilliant thing about Twitter, and someone did tweet this, is that if you write something as a joke, people take it serious and if you write something serious you'll just get loads of people sending you stupid fucking joke replies it's like, it's like almost the, it's so perverse and it's really? in the way people respond to it so uh, yeah I'll have to have a go I've, I've, I've issued a twit have you? yeah <laughs> just, the, just the one from your desk have you written it and given it to a carrier pigeon yes. today? I've issued it and let it go forth uh, I wrote <laughs> it with a quill <laughs> You should. I think tweeting's good. It's, you know, there's there's some bad things about it. That's for sure. But there is. It's only. It's like any kind of <laughs> conversational medium. Right. Okay. Any kind of medium of expression is good and bad, isn't it? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's good and also bad. Yeah. yeah. Tells us nothing. Really. 
Well, the stand-up's good and bad. Some people are fantastic, doing fantastic interviews yes. of stand-up. Sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold. <laughs> oh, that's the weather. <laughs> Stuff varies. <laughs> there's up, there's down. Mm, and in the middle. <laughs> there's well, wood, there's other surfaces. <laughs> well, it's very easy to be sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, yeah, and out of Club Z came uh, Jerry Springer, the opera, more or less sort of formulated yeah. out of the ashes, the, like a phoenix <laughs> came in, coming out of the ashes of Club Z. Maybe, maybe they did. I Richard Thomas and Laurie Lixenberg. Yeah, I had a terrible trouble. Laurie Lixenberg, right, I was in, uh, I got thrown off Capital, not Capital Radio, GLR as was, the London radio station, BBC London now. I was there and it was just a quite horrific news story where I was being interviewed because I was doing a show and, you know, promoting shows. I was, I was really upbeat and I got the mood back. There were about four people in the studio and they said, you're not doing the show alone, are you? You're doing it with um, some other people. I said, yes, Richard Thomas on keyboards and Laurie Lixenberg, fuck Stein. Uh, <laughs> Stein, fuck Berg. Well, one of those. Anyway, uh, and I was just looking at him. Uh, the, 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 and he was looking at me, but at the same time I was being lifted and moved out. <laughs> of the and I didn't even realise I'd said it. <laughs> Could you not pretended that was part of her name? Because if the, the way Laurie Lixenberg, fuck well, Stein. I, I, like a hyphenated I, I wrote through afterwards to ask if she could do that, but <laughs> retrospectively, you can't get yourself put back on the radio. <laughs> that was an awkward experience. Yeah, I said uh, I got I got into trouble on Six Music, and this was some time before I was sacked, uh, where I where I spilt I spilt coffee on over myself, and I managed not to swear. It was quite hot coffee, and went all over myself. Then I stood up and said, "Oh no, it looks like I've pissed myself." Oh, and then it? I thought I was you know that's I thought that was all right, and then someone there was kind of. Lights started flashing, not quite, but like people came down. Yeah. So when you're gonna have to apologise, I was going, "What? You're gonna have to apologise <laughs> for saying?" But so I had to kind of then in the next break go, "I'm sorry that I said a rude oh, word." But, but you couldn't say it. Again, I couldn't no. say it again. No, no. I don't I'm think sure it's, it's pissed that right? six music. Fucking hell, grow up, you idiots! Please have me back. Uh, I'd love, to, I'd love to come back on. <laughs> Were you on it for a bit? I was on it. We were on it for about a year, and then oh, wow. uh, with Andrew Collins, and then they decided to get rid of me. Yeah. And keep him on Someone there. Could not spill their that's, I mean, that's kind of weird, isn't it? You've got, you got like a, an eloquent man and a chimp uh, presenting, a, presenting a radio show. I'm the eloquent man, by the way. Isn't it? And uh, it's what you, Andrew in Collins says. <laughs> and then you decide to get rid of the eloquent man and keep the chimp and put another chimp on it. On. Ooh. Oh, could, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Josie Long was very good for the six weeks they were on. I hope it was worth ending our <laughs> partnership over. Uh, anyway, let's not go into that. It's a, ter- it's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible moment. Do you still see Steve Cheek from uh, the Kings of Wessex school? Yeah, whenever I close my eyes, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was yeah. he God or Jesus in the double act? I always he, he was Jesus. He was Jesus, so you were God. I was God, Did yeah. you have a battle? There was did a double act called God and Jesus. It was the most did offensive it, name we could think of at the time. Uh, uh, did you have a battle over who was going to be God no, in the double act? No, no. Yeah, whoever wants it. <laughs> Yes, good evening, I'm God, this is my brother Jesus. <laughs> and you go, I, I just had my second coming. <laughs> yeah. I do I do the same joke in my, uh, yeah. in my talking cock show, actually. Yeah, yeah more or less. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Uh, it gets the same reaction as you just got there. Yeah. People don't like it. It's so one joke that people just go, ah. Oh. Persevere, persevere. Oh, no, I will do. As I'm they not, say in Leith, persevere. Gonna, I've been doing stand-up comedy for 25 years. My sense of humour is better than my audiences and <laughs> all of them. But you've always thought that. <laughs> 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 uh, and what's what's coming up? What do you what do you do when you're oh. not in Edinburgh? 
Um, you know, wait for Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> You've got some, the props must take you about I'm ten afraid. months to make. Yes. Inflatable uh, hats. Inflatable maybe. hats. That didn't take long. The, but the working with the camera thing is... Um, uh, took a while. Uh, what am I doing next? I don't. I, I don't. I have no idea. No idea. Gigs, I suppose. Go travel around, write something, do something. Another book, maybe. I've got yeah, book. you've been working with. Did you work with Banksy? You went. You did something. No. We might have talked about this. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we talked about it last year. Stump. Keep money low. <laughs> Ooh, never happened. <laughs> I like that. I like a bit of an an- anonymity. It's yeah. Good, isn't it? The opposite of uh, being well known. I, I do like the way they just you know people graffiti. I used to hate graffiti, and then. Uh, the unknown graffiti artist, I just sort of thought, oh yeah, I quite like that. And the fact of just going out and doing it. Also, with my show, like, okay, I'm doing it here, but I was thinking, actually, it, it's, you have ideas, you know, more ideas you can actually cope with. Like today, right, if I hadn't been here, what I'd be doing, I've got some hair bands in my, uh, in my coat pocket. I'm going to put a hair band on, right, with, I've drawn already, on, and it's stuck to cardboard, ready to go on, um, some, uh, some surface-to-air missiles. Right. So imagine it's a, it's a camera shot, so you, you just see the top of the face. And it's time to talk seriously about terrorism and what e- which each of us ourselves can do about the terrorist problem. I've had some surface-to-air missiles installed on my head. <laughs> and then Mick, uh, my, Mick Moriarty, my, who plays guitar for me, plays a bit of music, he will poke his head in sideways with a windmill attached to his head, going, I'm more concerned about the environment. <laughs> Can't do that now. I won't have time to stick it on. Because of this. Because of this. Well, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow and tomorrow. Well, isn't that a song in Annie? <laughs> <laughs> I feel a musical coming on. Tomorrow, <laughs> there's always. There is. If you had to have sex. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get a new question. If you had to have Hold sex. On. Don't, not, not, no. That's not the question. Sometimes I do <laughs> and I regret <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is my new question I've been formulating. I've got two possible new ones. I cool. think this one, because every last year it was about Flayton Keith Allen. You may remember being asked that last year. Yeah. This year's question if you, had, if you had to have sex with an, an animal. Yeah. Keith Allen. I'll choose, go for Keith Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could, it can't be a human animal, and, that, and Keith Allen Keith does Allen. count. <laughs> uh, what animal would you have sex with if, out of all the animal kingdom if you had to have sex with an animal? Well. Hmm. It's something he hasn't thought about before, which is encouraging. He has, he's, he's not, when they've got an immediate answer, that is a worry. It's a dog. No, <laughs> it's, I, my, it's my own dog. Again. I've, I've mulled it over for a long time. <laughs> my own dog again. <laughs> would you, if you know, if you, you might be being forced, held at gunpoint, but they're all like, it would like be Noah's Ark, but with a terrorist <laughs> aspect where Noah has. <laughs> Gathered together all the animals in the world and said, right, you've got to fuck one of them. All right, I'm going to shoot you and everyone you know. Yeah. It's kind of an evil Noah rather than the good I'd Noah. I'd give it a go. but, um, but I, is, I there any, is there any of the animals that particularly appeal to you? I do like a giraffe. Giraffe, well, that would be good. It would be a I'll, challenge as well. Step ladder. <laughs> yeah. Maybe actually a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be up to the knees on a stepladder. <laughs> you could. You can, you can have oral sex with, a, with one of those kind of little devices where they get men up onto the top of buildings. Certainly. <laughs> those chairlift things. Um, interesting. My other potential question I'm going to ask everyone. We haven't, we haven't nailed it down yet. It's, that wasn't, it's not as good as Flayton Keith Allen, that one. Uh, which, if you had to have sex with <laughs> one of the Doctor Who uh, monsters from any, <laughs> from any period... <laughs> Which which Doctor Who alien would you have? Do you watch Doctor Who? Um, yeah, Did you yeah, used to yeah, watch yeah, it? Of course, everyone used to. It's a religion. Yeah. Um, 
witch doctor, the green slime. Oh, yeah. Because I've tried it. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. Um, you don't need any lubrication. That's the uh, good thing. Uh, I don't know. But, well, cyborgs, Daleks, I can't remember any others. Yeah, I don't really know. Cybermen, yeah. Cy- Cybermen, that'd be a lot of chafing. You might need some of the green slime to get in there. I don't know if the Dalek... I mean, the Dalek is they're inside there. I mean, my Do, fans see- would usually know this. I think you open a Dalek up and there's something inside that you could probably have sex with. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think a man, the man in the front. Yeah, I think that would probably be it. You couldn't... I mean, it'd be, just having sex with the casing would be like having sex with a tin can. You might, it's ridiculous, which would be fine, but that is not... You've got sex obsessed. I'm just in this little section of the show. I am. This is the little. If if, if you had to have sex with an animal animal or a fictional creature. Oh, shit. If you had to have sex. I'm just leaving that. If you you had to have sex, would you? (laughs) I might just do that. I'd try. I've had sex. Have you? It's painful and degrading (laughs) if you do it properly. Have you seen any other? Because I don't go and see, see anyone else having sex. Have you seen, have you seen, I did see some people. One of my favourite Edinburgh. One of my favourite Edinburgh. The best thing I've ever seen in Edinburgh was about 1992. I was walking back from the old gilded balloon up the Pleasance Hill. Having and I, sex. And I, and I no, I wasn't having sex. I wished I was having sex at that point, and no one would have sex with me. And I passed like literally on a little bank. I think it might even be in a car park, like five feet from the pavement. Two people having sex with each other just openly, and I looked at them and they just both waved at me together. <laughs> they were both facing in the same direction. Oh, that's and, lovely. And it was quite nice. It was the best yeah. thing I've ever seen in Edinburgh. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the wave as well. I didn't really get to see the sex properly. I didn't thought... But that could have been an invitation to come and join in, couldn't it? It's well, a sort know. of a wave. It's more that it's come like that, isn't yeah, it, if you want to... A wave is more, <laughs> go away, get out of it, put your cock back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to your trousers. Uh, what, have you seen any other shows in, in Edinburgh yet this time round? No, not yet. Just no. this one. Yeah, it's been good uh, this one, hasn't it? No, well, I, mean, I haven't seen it. But, um, I know. You've well, heard it backstage. Well, yeah. Because you're backstage putting all these things together. You must. Except, well, so what time does your show start? Because people at yeah, home can don't know. Can I go know. now? You can. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you um, go. It, it's 3.45 kickoff. Yeah. But round about now, I've got to start getting my bits of car. That's okay. I will let you go and we'll get... Can I, uh, can I really go slip off? Yes, you can. We'll give Thank a big round of applause to Simon Munnery, who will not be returning. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for stepping in. He's like, uh, that's better than Brendan Burns, wasn't it? Yeah. Brendan Burns would have just sworn and said it's all right to be offensive and look at me downloading stuff off the internet. Uh, that's what he'd have said, so that's him sorted. I mean, he's not coming back as a guest, is he? Uh, Brendan, I mean. So we've got uh, five minutes to stand up from a fantastic act uh, who I believe is here at the stand somewhere. I hope she's uh, ready to come on. Uh, uh, might not be maybe she's gone as well that would be uh, that would just be all I'd needed today I could let's go out and find someone else to do the stand up will you please welcome the incredible Mary Book hello don't worry, it's not going to be the usual lady jokes about body dysmorphia, self-loathing and baked goods. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Do you have the internet here in, uh, in Edinburgh? Is that a thing? It's been very popular since the 90s. Uh, here's a little Wi-Fi tip. Here's a Wi-Fi tip. You should always give your wireless network a name, so every time your neighbours log on, they can see it. So next door to me is Smith Family BT Open Hub. Across the road is David Louise Talk Talk 22. So I called mine. I know all your cats piss in my garden. <laughs> because they do, ladies and gentlemen, they do. 
And next week I might change it to, your wife's a bit of a screamer, isn't she? Because <laughs> I'm very passive aggressive. And the week after that I might change it to, I'm pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. <laughs> if you do have... <sighs> If you do have Wi-Fi, though, never ever buy a Groupon because Groupon will stalk you like a clingy one-night stand. Every single day, you get texts, you get emails. It's relentless. Worst Groupon I ever saw was for a beauty salon in Croydon. Have you been to Croydon? It's in South London. It's where sadness goes to self-harm. <laughs> it's full of angry white men. It's like season two of The Wire. <laughs> I'm joking. It's like Paris in the springtime. It's stunning. And... <laughs> Their most popular beauty treatment was something called the tram lines, which is a Brazilian wax. They strip away everything except for two thin parallel lines of hair above the notorious VAG. That's a rap reference. East Coast Brooklyn. Separate the weak from the obsolete. It's hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. Word. <laughs> That's from Who Shot You by the notorious B.I.G. Anyone else remember the whole East Coast, West Coast thing of the mid-90s? I do, because I'm OG original gangster, but I'm not sure about the rest of you. Um, I, was, I was very conflicted, because on the one hand, while I can appreciate the charisma of Tupac Shakur, I think he lacked the lyrical intensity of Biggie Smalls, who admittedly had a much shorter rap career. And I don't know if you know this, but Ireland was actually neutral during the rap wars in 1994-1995. So very tricky, very tricky. But imagine that though, 70 quid with a Groupon for a Brazilian wax called the tram lines. 70 quid with a Groupon so you can have a vagina that looks like a pause button. <laughs> That's a visual joke. It's also subliminal. Because next time you see a pause button, you'll think, vagina! And you start laughing and you won't know why. Because I'm in your mind. I have to have free Wi-Fi, ladies and gentlemen, because I've become obsessed with the parenting website, Mumsnet. I love it, I love it, I love it. Because it's full of smug mummies moaning. The kind of women who only drink organic milk from cows that have been constantly hugged. <laughs> now, the best time to log on to Mumsnet is after midnight, because the message boards are drenched in Chardonnay and self-pity. <laughs> My favourite form is entitled, Am I Being Unreasonable? Am I being unreasonable? So all the smug mummies go to share their ethical dilemmas like it's a moral maze or something. So you'll get stuff like, hello mummies, I have an Albanian nanny. She works seven days a week. And in return, we allow her to sleep on the floor of the garage. <laughs> Lately, she's refusing to finish building the extension <laughs> on the grounds that she's exhausted, the lazy bitch. I've threatened to fire her. Am I being unreasonable? <laughs> or, my husband wants to spend his bonus on a vintage sports car, but I think he should replace my BMW. It's at least two years old. It's ancient. Am I being unreasonable? Or my all-time favorite, my little boy loves Rasta Mouse and CBBS. It's all about a Rastafarian rodent whose catchphrase is, he make a bad thing good. Because sometimes him feeling vex. And sometimes him feeling iry, and sometimes they're ting between I and I. <laughs> I am terrified my little boy will speak English with a Jamaican accent. <laughs> am I being unreasonable? And you read this and you think to yourself, sweet Jesus. 
Come the revolution, I will hunt down every planet raping, four-wheel driving, waitrose shopping, mum's netting, Bowden wearing, Peter Grigio sipping, tumble tots attending, yoga stretching, Nigel Slater worshipping, Farron ball decorating, pronouncing Barcelona and Tapas with a lisp. <laughs> Even though you're not Spanish, Thin-lipped, nanny-bullying, Joanna Trollope-reading, cath-kissing-wearing, blonde-bobbed, annoying, condescending. But bankers need big bonuses or they leave the country. I will hunt you down, you smug, complacent bitches. And the streets will run with your blood. <sighs> Am I being reasonable? No, no, I'm not. Just my own amusement, I put that clip on YouTube and mum said I had a meltdown. I think at about 4,000 hits in four hours. I think it's safe to say the smug mummies didn't find it funny. In fact, this year's Edinburgh show was just gonna be me sitting on a stool, reading out angry YouTube comments when my friend plays the viola. <laughs> I was gonna call it Mum's Net the Musical, colon, you bitches want a piece of me? What? <laughs> And most of the comments would be what you might expect. It was pretentious stuff like, Mary, bitterness is the mortar that holds together the bricks of envy in the house of jealousy. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, but this is my favorite, though, for its sheer simplicity. Plus the facts in caps lock, so you know she's really, really angry. Mary Burke, you disgust me. Disgust me. You're nothing but an ignorant fuck puddle. <laughs> Now, I don't know what a fuck puddle is, ladies and gentlemen, but I do know if I ever have a band, I'm gonna call it Mary Burke and the Ignorant Fuck Puddles. <laughs> and we'll do little songs like, please don't run me over in your black Range Rover. Because your spatial awareness is appalling. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing a show at uh, stand number four uh, at 4.40 every day. Uh, it's two for one today, so it's a great bargain. I'll be standing by the door giving out flyers, so please don't ignore me as you walk by, because I take it really personally. <laughs> anyway, you've been lovely. Thank you, night. Bye-bye. Mary Burke there. If you're listening at home, she probably won't be standing by your door, but if she is, that's going to really fucking freak you out. I mean, she might just go to the door and have a look now and see if she's there with a flyer. What the, she had to read the, the information for her own show off of her own flyer, which I think is an encouraging sign that, this, that she's been having a good festival. <laughs> Doesn't, we're a week in nearly, and uh, she had to read the information off. So look, well, well we've done all right so far. I'm going to fill a bit, because uh, I reckon the competition won't take that. There's quite a lot of people in. Did, who came to see Brendan Burns? Cheer now. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is satisfying. Because I wouldn't want anyone going, you know, going, oh, I came here to see Brendan Burns and he isn't here. No one knew who was going to be on, right? And so they don't... Simon Munry was better, wasn't it? Yeah. Hooray! So, uh, Margaret, yeah. is this your last time? Are you going, you're going home to, 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 tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Follow you on Twitter. Oh, uh, Well, it is scary if you tweet me, if you put me in. I know, I know you tweeted me you, and you mentioned me, didn't you? You're saying, or you, so you're going home. Have you had a good time? Where, where do you live? Um, Durham. Durham. I'm Durham, not sure. No, it's all right. I do, I'm not gonna, we're not going to give you your address out, but unless you want us to. Do you want us to give your phone number out? There's a lot of desperate, strange young men out there. If you had to have sex with the Doctor Who alien, Margaret, which one would you choose? Cyborg. Cyborg? 
Not even, it's not even a doctor Cyber here. Man. Cyberman. What, do you like the Cybermen? Which era Cyberman do you think we would go for? Because they, they do vary considerably. Few, the current ones. Do you find them quite sexy? Okay, that's interesting. What do you... Strong and silent, and they crush you. you I once played a Cyberman. Well, actually, no, I played someone who had his head crushed by a Cyberman. Uh, so I, I wouldn't choose a Cyberman. I've, I've been in Doctor Who. Audio adventure. Audio adventure. Not the real one. Uh, with Colin Baker. The best Doctor Who there is. <laughs> Don't shake your head. He's very sensitive. I actually... I made a joke about that on in uh, I think one of my Metro articles about Colin Baker being you know saying I've appeared I think I might say something like I've appeared in you know <laughs> a Doctor Who adventure with the worst Doctor Who or something like that. It was it wasn't quite as explicit as that, but he actually someone tweeted him and then he was really genuinely furious with me about it. He said, well, that's another person I'll have to ignore at conventions. He said, ignoring the fact that I've never been to a Doctor Who convention <laughs> in my life, but it's a shame to upset him. He was you know it wasn't his fault. They should have uh, they should have really cast. Um, well, actually, the next one, I think, I think uh, Ken Campbell should have been Doctor Who. Who who's with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ken Campbell, who I actually, Simon Munnery reminds me increasingly of as, uh, as I get older. Uh, and he gets older as well. I've noticed uh, that what happens to us both. But it wasn't. When you go to the Doctor Who exhibition, uh, Colin Baker, you go along, and that, even little children go, oh, that clothing is pathetic. <laughs> Seriously, I heard something, that's just ridiculous what he's wearing. It's just stupid. So it was whoever made the costume decision, not Colin Baker's fault. I'm sorry, Colin Baker. I'm guessing you're not listening. Uh, so, look, we're going to have a competition. Uh, you can win some fantastic uh, gofasterstripe.com uh, things and uh, some other stuff as well. Uh, we've got ten lessons and carols for godless people. I think I'm on this somewhere. Yes, I am. Uh, this is a DVD of the Christmas shows that Robin Ince puts on. That's the second one. Uh, the audiobook of uh, Andrew Collins, Where Did It All Go Right? Do get... If you're at home and you haven't got one of these, do order quickly because there are only several thousand of them left. <laughs> And with all the publicity they're getting, he's all right, Andrew Collins. Norman Lovett, Outside the Box, Holly from Red Dwarf. Go and catch up on some... He's the original Holly, I think. I didn't really like Red Dwarf. And... Uh, uh, I'm a bit pathetic. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, I'm joking. Oh, now I've upset the Red Dwarf. Now Robert Llewellyn's not going to talk to me anymore. Edinburgh for everyone. The, by Ewan McInnes. No, no fans of that in yet. I'm hoping that will build... I've got a box of those. It's for English-speaking people. And Elliot Lines, very clever puzzle compendium. Yeah, one fan of that in that was in the Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, you can only win those here in the studio. Oh, we've got a stand. Look, this is pretty good. A stand USB drive thing. with I don't know how much it's got on. I don't know how much you can fit on there, but come on, that's pretty good. Uh, and you can win tickets to Ian Shaw, a bit of a mouthful. And Mary Burke, who you've just seen. Now, that was, who was fantastic. And uh, Liam Malone, who uh, wrote a fantastic article for Chortle the other uh, month and is a brilliant stand-up. Uh, I don't know if I know Ian Shaw, but uh, it's worth a punt. I think that's all we got. So let's, we're going to play a competition. It's just going to be me doing it on my own, so I'm going to have to think quickly. I want you to stand up on your two feet uh, here in the room. Not at home. You can, you can join at home if you like. You can't win anything at home. Just, you're just playing for fun. I'm going to make some series of statements. They might be true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. The seat of all falsehood. Uh, if you get it um, right, wrong, you have to sit down. And whoever wins gets through to the end and will win. Um, so uh, I usually start off, I think my, people know this one about, um, I usually start off saying, saying that Kenneth Kendall has died. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but I have been on the BBC website just as Mary was on. And uh, the sad news has just come through uh, that the newsreader Richard Baker has sadly just died. Is that true or false? A lot of people going for false. 
it's uh, it's it's false. So I, I got rid of one person. What's the chances that a different newsreader? I think it, I, I'm pretty sure Richard Baker's already dead. Actually, I don't know. I think a lady at the back was going, "He's dead already, isn't he?" That was the clue. I don't think he is. I think he's still going. Uh, so um, I have had sex with one of uh, the actresses who plays uh, Doctor Who's companions. Is that true or false? I'm not going to tell you which one it is. That's uh, it's not Adric. Uh, it is true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's quite that's close to having sex with an alien from Doctor Who, isn't it? That's as close as you get. It's Amy Pond. I'm going to say it's Amy Pond. <laughs> I wish it was Amy Pond. Uh, K9. Uh, K9. Yeah. Good. I'd give it a go, if you open it up inside. Uh, so what else have we got? Uh, Barry Cryer turned 82 years old yesterday. Is that true or false? Oh, and some, someone in the excitement is sma smashing the place up. Might be Barry Cryer. He's gone over. He's finally died. Uh, it, it's, uh, I think it's false. Well, it is false. He's definitely in the 70s. I don't know when his birthday is. Uh, uh, I share my birthday with Bill Cosby, the greatest stand-up comedian in some people's mind. That isn't the true or false, it's the birthday thing. I share the same birthday with Bill Cosby. That is true, July the 12th, so sit down if you said false. Uh, oh God, it's hard when you've got to do them all on your own. Uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday I went on um, the lap machine at the uh, gym where you pull down the... That thing onto your and you do your laps and I did uh, 49 re re repetitions. Is that true or false? Well, everyone's gone for false. It's uh, true up to the point of 49. I think I did 48. So it's uh, it was very close. Someone obviously watching me keep cl keeping close count there. Uh, what else have we got? Have we got anything about? Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Let me. Uh, on, uh, I'm going to do something from uh, Ewan McGuinness's book. Um, Parliament House in St Giles, uh, in, in Edinburgh rather, was uh, built in 1539. Is that true or false? Yeah, that's, that's divided them. That is false. It was 1639. Well done, sir. Who's still in? M Margaret's still in, which is very exciting to me. You've definitely won something, Margaret, tonight, I tell you. Uh, you, could be, you could be the girl who's had sex with the bloke who's had sex with one of Doctor Who's assistants. Uh, <laughs> I've had sex with someone who was on Grange Hill. Is that true or false? It is true. So we're down to two. Um, so, uh, um, <laughs> Zamo. Uh, <laughs> it does a key cutting, key cutting and prostitution service, he does now. So the, between the two of you, uh, as well as going on the lap machine, I don't know what it's called, the, well, that machine where you, a bench press, not a bench press, you sit down and you lift up, the, this isn't true or false, you have to get the number, right? And then you have to lift that. And on that machine, I did, what, what, how many uh, repetitions did I do? Whoever gets it closest will, uh, 15, yeah, 24. 24. You're the closest, Margaret, you've won, that was 48. There was a clue in the previous question. It's good that you've won. Are you going to, that's definitely for you. Are you going to be around for tickets? Watch out for that. Oh, you dropped the thing. I'll let you give, make sure Margaret gets that USB drive. I expect she's got a lot of uh, child pornography to put on that. <laughs> Could you hand those back to the gentleman who came uh, second? Uh, you young lads, you can go. Would you enjoy Mary Burke? Yeah.
Yeah, there you go. We can go and see Mary. Thank God you said yes, or that would have been embarrassing. Uh, and you too, you've been good fun, and you helped me out with the Dalek question. You can get those. Look at that. We nearly, oh, we nearly got to the end of a difficult podcast. It's been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it here in the stand. Uh, tomorrow, I should look. I should always look. I'm gonna. I've got time. I'm gonna look at my phone and find out who is supposed to be coming in tomorrow. Though I think they may have been booked via the fa- same useless fucking uh, uh, impressive PR.com booked. Uh, Book Brendan Burns for today's gig. Not that impressive, was it? Because he didn't turn up. So unimpressive PR. I'm going to start calling them. And if any of your other acts don't turn up, I'm going to fucking burn your (laughs) hair. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Lucy Porter is going to be here. Lovely Lucy Porter. Do come and see her. And Marcus Birdman, who was in the Cursed Lost podcast... Uh, from the first series. They've practically all been fucking lost this series. Lost and found. Uh, but he's hopefully going to be returning with the stand-up set. He was fantastic last time. So hopefully he'll be back. So do come along. Uh, if you can come along and buy tickets to see the show, that is fantastic. That will help keep them going if we want to do it again next year. If you can't get in, uh, do buy some stuff from Go Faster Stripe, either of mine or of any of the other fantastic acts that you have access to there. Uh, if you want to come and see my other show, Talking Cock is at the Udderbelly at 8.15. It's two for one on Monday and Tuesday this week. That's fantastic value and is nearly sold out tonight, so do book ahead if you want to come see that. Probably if you're at home, it's too late. Uh, and you're probably at home. And unless that home is in Edinburgh, it's irrelevant. I am on tour with Talking Cock. If you want to go to richhang.com, you can find out all the details of that. Uh, please give it up here in the, in the room for the fantastic acts you've seen today. Simon Munry, fantastically <laughs> dashing. He was sweating. He actually sweating from getting here. And Mary Burke, do go and see her show. She's fantastic. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs>